Mm-hmm. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. First of all, I want to thank you all for listening. I've been getting tons of messages about the content and you guys are enjoying it. So I truly appreciate you all. <clears throat> Today, I have Mars Conti on the show, one of the founders of ThriftCon and a Denver, Colorado native. Welcome to the you. show, man. What's up? What's up? Yeah, man. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for being on, dude. I, um, I'm super stoked on what you guys are doing. I think it's, as they say, it's good for the culture, man. Yeah, dude. The, everything's about the culture these <laughs> Everything's days, huh? about the culture. So, but in all honesty, I, I appreciate it, man. I think it's super rad. I think like, you know, there's people who are out there for self and they're doing things to get themselves ahead. And there's people like you who are doing things, obviously it's for yourself, but it, it's boosting up the community. It's helping other people. Uh, it's making our scene bigger. So I salute you. Thank you, man. Yeah, that was, you know, we didn't, when we, when we started it, we definitely didn't think like, Oh, we're going to take over the world with this and we're going to be at the top of the fucking thrift world. Like it wasn't that at all. It was literally just, yo, we've met a bunch of homies in Denver who are also thrifting and, and who were, cause you know, we had our shop and we were buy, sell trade. And so a lot of the, the other people who were picking and thrifting would come and bring stuff to us and we'd, we'd buy from them and put it in the shop. And so we had just met this kind of community of people in Denver and a little bit online as well. And it was kind of like, what if we got everyone together? Cause you know, LA has Rose Bowl and has Melrose every week and, and things like that. But Denver just didn't have anything cool like that. It was some, you know, some regular flea markets, but it's the same thing as, you know, going to the bins or whatever. And so we just didn't have this kind of collection of people getting together and so the first idea was let's just get homies in a parking lot and open up our cars. But immediately when we started putting the idea out there, it was just kind of bigger than that and kind of just had this buzz and everyone was stoked on it. And so, you know, we started doing that last May and it's just every event we've done, we've done four or five since then, every event we've done has just doubled in size and vendors, doubled in size in attendance and just kind of the buzz around it. And so from there it was kind of like, we, we took a step back after doing a few of them. We were like, this is awesome. Like people are stoked on this. Like, like you said, it's just the, the community was bigger than just Denver. And so we, we kind of were like, you know, we, we should really start to, to eye a couple bigger cities like LA and New York and Miami and Chicago and Texas and places like that, that we could maybe take this place to. And so LA just seemed like the first, first like obvious step for us because we we had some connections out there yeah it's we, sick dude homies and stuff so yeah really definitely didn't start out like oh let's do this for ourselves but it's kind of just snowballed into doing it. it was a no-brainer to just keep it going you know yeah and it makes total sense i mean the thrift game has gotten so big there's so many people involved it's it's crazy for me to see being in this for so long how much in the last five years it's blown up you know it's wild it's- it's super wild you know thrifting is the cool shit now you can tell yeah. girls you're a thrifter and they'll be they'll be into it that's so true <laughs> that's so true yeah I, mean, I remember you know like even i, I started thrifting probably like tail end of high school and college and i was definitely real, real into it but like i remember growing up my mom would take take me to the thrift stores and i'd be like what are we doing here like what the fuck like let's like go to a like take me to like a footlocker or like something like that like i can go get some shit but but yeah man no it is definitely like 
that's that's where all the cool shit's coming out of now. The totally. price just, just keeps skyrocketing and stuff. Like certain, it's cool to see what pieces kind of like get hot too. Like, like yeah, it's sweet, man. So okay, I want to play a quick game. Before we get into your history here, this is the word association game, man. Oh my gosh! All right, so, I'm ready. I didn't know we. Were, I didn't know I had tests coming. Oh, you got tests coming, man. Uh, okay, so just first things that come to your head when I say these things, okay? Yes. Complex con. Dope. Dope. Did you have you I gone? Like, no, but I mean, I, I mean, obviously, dude, it's the pinnacle of this shit. It just yeah, like looks yeah. like looks so cool. I mean, there's obviously a lot of like it, some of the stuff seems overhyped, and there's you know the the like classic hype beast is just out in full force but it's still it's very cool man like all the collaborations and just things that happen it's, it's, so it's had cool. you gone to any sneaker cons or any cons in general before you did thrift con we've been to sneaker cons um and definitely had been to like you know sneaker shows like dunk exchanges and rose bowl and like little things like Have that we met before no oh, okay no i like not no i mean i knew obviously like knew who you were just like for uh, in the online vintage world for a while, but we've never yeah. has never crossed. So you never came to our booth at the Rose Bowl? Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't know if I did. And I, I've been to Rose Bowl like, man, it was probably like I haven't been to Rose Bowl in the past year, maybe two. Okay. So yeah, like I don't know. It's like it was like really when I like had finally like been watching all like all you all the homies and everything online and on Instagram and everything. I don't think I would have like. It wasn't in that time that I would have came to Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, next word, next word association. The bins. Gold. Gold. <laughs> so is that There's where you started? The bins? Um, yeah, I mean we uh the bins definitely like especially in Denver, I feel like the bins were like pretty good. They're starting to get more and more packed, I feel like everywhere else, but um, I definitely I started in the racks. I feel like I didn't, you know, just st like look up Goodwill outlets and start going there. I started going to like you know arcs and things like that. But yeah, the bins quickly became the spot to go to, especially out here. So, um, like, tell me about learning about the bins. How did you hear about the bins for the first time? Um, it would have been my partner David, who 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 kind of was like shout out was, David meets world, right? Shout out David meets world, David underscore meets world. Absolutely. He, he's, you know, he's not really an early riser. And when I told him or was trying to get in touch with him last night and saying it was at 10 a.m. or 12 a.m. or whatever, he was just, it, it wasn't going to work. But um, yeah, so I think it was our homie, one of our homies, Maury, he goes by like Mile High Vintage um, and then Cruz, Mendoza, some of the other guys, like guys who we saw selling at the flea market. Because yeah. like this one flea market in Denver, the Denver Flea, and it's like every Saturday and Sunday that Dave and I were going every weekend. And so then, yeah, a couple of the homies who we would see at the flea market, they were actually set up selling at the flea market, and they always had good stuff. And so we kind of like – it was kind of the only other dudes at the flea who – you know, had the shit that we were looking for, like, you know, whether it was few and far between at the other booths, but these dudes like consistently every week had the shit that we were looking for. And so I just kind of, kind of started chatting them up, you know what I mean? Like, you know, why are you, you know, where are you guys getting this stuff? Why are you selling it for so cheap type stuff? Um, and yeah, they, they introduced us to the bins. And so quickly we re started researching all the different locations in Denver. There's like three, I think three, maybe four solid like locations kind of surrounding the Denver area. Um, and we just started putting, sending our homies to them, 
um, going ourselves. Dave would go to one location, I'd go to another location, and we would just spend time there. And, nice. You know, That's awesome, man. Okay, next one. Rocky Mountain High. Elton John. <laughs> or John, John Denver. Elton John. Jesus Christ. John Denver, dude. <laughs> Rocky Mountain High, dude. I mean, shit. Skeen, John Denver, weed. That was just so random. Yeah, that one that one threw me for a loop. Uh, okay. Um Supreme. Played. Played, Played. okay. My man. Yeah. Okay, so um I came to Colorado, I don't know if I told you that, last year. I was actually there like this time last year. Really? I flew into Denver and then we went to Colorado Springs. Yeah. For That's where they have a sick zoo, right? They have a sick zoo there? They do have a good zoo down the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo. Yeah, I got two kids, so we were like, let's go to, let's go to the zoo. <laughs> uh, yeah, there that's is a That's actually a tight zoo. zoo. Um, anyway, so I just got to tell you this thrift story from Colorado Springs. Uh-huh. It's fucking crazy. So... We're going to get breakfast, get coffees and stuff in the morning, and we roll into the coffee shop, and I'm like, we pull up, and I see this thrift store across the road, and I'm like, shit, sick, I got to hit that, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't like we were out on a thrift mission. I was just grabbing breakfast before, because I was on a family trip, right? And then I'm like, I'll just grab breakfast first. And then, <laughs> then I grab breakfast, it's like 25, 30 minutes later, I go into the thrift, and I see a dude walking around with a first edition Levi's jacket in his hand. And so you could have just went. Like, I'm went. like, fuck. Yeah. And then right away, I'm like, homie, like, yo, can I buy that off you? Like, straight up, I'll I'll throw down cash for that jacket right now. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, I think I'm going to keep it. And then he ended up, he ended up going like, oh, I think I follow you on Instagram. Like, we ended up making a connection and he was like some other picker. And then I actually bought a bunch of stuff in that thrift store, but that was like the cream that he just had scooped off the top. He didn't sell it to you. No, he didn't sell it to me. He kept it. Oh, oh God. Even after knowing who you were and everything, he, he was well, like, he, ah. he was like an old, I think he was even older than me. He's an older picker and he knew his shit. And he was like, oh, I'm going out to LA. I do this thing. I'm saving it. Like, whatever. Um, but that set the tone for my trip. I was so hyped because I'm like, this trip is going to be sick. Colorado shit. Fun. Yeah, it's gonna be so fire. And then I swear yeah. I hit so many thrifts and I didn't buy one thing. I didn't find anything. Oh shit. That was it. Oh, I missed shit. my opportunity. That's funny. But um Yeah, we we did like I, it think, I know Colorado Springs Colorado Springs is pretty decent. We had definitely have some vendors, like a handful of vendors who who come up from Colorado Springs for every Denver Thrift Con and Nice. I mean, they, they, they're they always coming with some heat, dude, so they find some stuff down there, but that is unfortunate. That's always how it goes, you know? I was like, this is the universe telling me the Colorado's the shit. I'm going to score. <laughs> and, then it was, and then it was empty-handed for me, but ah, yeah. well. So, okay, let's talk a bit more about the beginning of uh, ThriftCon. So, how, like, what, like, when was the first event, and, like, how did that go, and was it was it busy, and... Yeah, so last May was the first event. So you're not even one year old. Uh, a little bit older, like oh, a year okay. and a half. So, okay. so like last last May, so yeah, May yeah. of 2018. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like I said, we we really had no idea what to expect. Um, we started promoting it with the homies and just like the vintage community and station. We had like a a, a pretty solid following in Denver and 
like a little like good footing here in the community. And so like promoting it through the station outlets and it was kind of station presents ThriftCon at first. It wasn't, we didn't really like start it as its own business. Um, it was kind of like station presents. And so, yeah, we started promoting it. Um, I think we got up to like anywhere in like the 40 to 50 vendors. And then I think like eight or 900 people came through the first one. It was only like eight or 900 people. But for us, eight or 900 people for this first event, we were like, oh dude, this is sick. So we got all stoked. We were like, fucking 900 people just came to something that we threw. Like we were just, you know, in Denver, like that's just, like I said, it was just for, for us, we were just pumping. So then, yeah, just kept rolling with it, man. Got bigger and bigger spaces every single time. Went, like I said, legitimately doubled every time. So we've done four of them. We went from like 900 to like 1800 or like 1700 and then the next one had like 3000 and then the last one in august had just over 5000 people at it damn um, dude yeah so i mean we just it just kept doubling and you know we're throwing a little bit more money at it figuring out like navigating instagram and facebook ads and targeting like really solid audiences that's our partner ken he does all of that um and he's just crushing with that stuff and so just you're doing your own you're doing your own facebook advertising yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, we're doing all of that, like, you know, have figured out navigating our way through the pixel and like the back end of all the, the Facebook business managing and everything and, and integrating that with Instagram and creating all our own original content and, and all of that stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just. So what are you expecting for turnout for LA? Dude, so it's obviously it's so hard to gauge because, you know, we've never had an event in LA, but. I mean, as far as just just based basing it off straight ticket sales, um, we're we're crushing. I mean, we we are miles ahead of any event that we've ever done. Really, like we have we we are, we already have more tickets sold right now than we did. Um, like like it was it took us basically till day up to sell this many for our last event that we had five thousand people at. So we really don't know. We're hoping for like eight to ten thousand, like. But and like realistically, we thought okay, five thousand. If we get the same amount out, that would be legit. And I think we definitely are going to hit that. But I mean, it's looking like at least like eight to ten thousand. I think. Yeah, it's fire, dude. That's such good growth. I I've heard so many people, like so many events and stuff have come up and gone gone out. Obviously, Complex Con is fucking crushing it. Although I will say, you know, nothing nothing against them. They've kind of gone downhill in the last little while. We didn't do the last one. We did the, we did the second and third, and they just had the fourth. Yeah, yeah. Um, that shit's mayhem, though. That's like that is crazy. People there are so fucking nuts, and they're all there to buy. They all come with stacks of cash, ready just to buy the next hot shit. It's like, it's insane, man. But right, yeah, right, so I've right. heard a lot of so, stories so about events. Yeah, so much hype. Events. It's just hard because like you gotta you gotta rent the space, you gotta pay for marketing, you gotta probably get insurance. Like there's so many things involved. It's not just like as easy as people might perceive, right? It's definitely not easy, and you know as you start to scale and get bigger, um, so do all of your problems and and responsibilities. Um, but I mean, yeah, we always. We always, you know, we like to say it's not fancy con, you know, it's thrift con. So yeah. <laughs> we we try to keep it as low budget as possible all the time. Like we're still, our cost honestly is still not that high. Um, we we were fucking astounded at how 
affordable the LA Convention Center was, like for the space that we we wanted. And so, like you know, that's why we ended up moving with them. It's like proving to be a little bit harder to work with them. They're just a little bit, you know like a bunch of suits in there more by the books than some of the last places that we've we've worked with so that's proving definitely more difficult we're, we're trying having to kind of appease them a little bit more and just get all these fucking outside contractors for shit that they should be able to do like literally seven hundred dollars or several hundred dollars just to open up outlets on the floor for us to use electricity like just to open up like to unscrew a fucking outlet base is like seven several hundred dollars so it's like wow. just little things like that that can like stack up and get like really stupid. But we, I think we've done like a great job just like keeping the budget low. And so we, we tend to always, you know, we're, we're over our break even point before doors even happen. So, nice. um, so yeah, we, as far as right now, I think we're moving in a good spot. Um, it's definitely just, it's just about dealing with people, man. I don't hate people. Some people it's like, it's like they have a problem, but you know, I just got to talk to vendors every day, talk to contractors talk to the venue so it's just dealing with people honestly and like if you can fucking that's super that's like one of the most important skills you can have in life man yeah so i mean it's really that's what it is but i and you know complex con man huge like obviously they're fucking huge pouring money into that thing sponsors are pouring money into that shit and so you know there's thrift con's probably still a year or few years maybe removed from being on that scale um but yeah, i think and i don't think you ever even need to get on that scale man right. that's such a massive project like people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a booth that they're gonna run for two days and it's yeah. done it's trash they contacted station about having a booth and i couldn't believe the prices i was like dog what like ah I just oh, like con asked to... you guys to, i mean sorry complex con asked you to come out station to come like uh, the, the last couple dude, to yeah be so like and, you're looking at like seven grand for a 10 by 10 right yeah absolutely dude yeah. I, and I, I just couldn't justify it, especially being a smaller brand and a denver brand you know and it's just like it's not the same and so i just, well, I dude, just how much uh, how much stock do you got to move to just make your money back on the booth we did a we did a double space for frankie yeah so that's fifty fourteen thousand dollars before cost of goods before um flying down there with our whole crew yeah and fucking airbnb for the weekend like dude and like for us too like you know frankie collective you guys have an amazing following you definitely like have the name and some uh, some really good brand recognition right now stations like this little cult brand from denver have like fucking eight thousand followers or something and so for us we get i feel like we get swallowed up in a place like complex con you know we like don't have the brand recognition probably aren't going to be able to like pony up money to have some fucking rapper come stand at our booth so people will line up to talk to him <laughs> and like you know what i mean and just like need to get like or we so we'd have to have some big brand collab or something that just like some stick to make someone come to our booth and it's just probably not going to happen no, so i think a lot of people they end up losing money on it they just do it to show face it's like a marketing thing. It's a marketing point. thing, yeah. Like, put it in your marketing budget, but for us, it's just never in the cards. I mean, I, like I said, I do think it's cool, whatever, but that that's like really not, ThriftCon has elements of ComplexCon at it, like, you know, the culture's there, whatever, but um, it's it doesn't have that huge, giant, just like overhyped feel. That's, and I think kind of what that, what like, what that comes from is, you know, we're, we're actually a part of this, the vintage community, we were fucking setting up and vending at the first few thrift cons ourselves as vendors and sellers. So we kind of understand what the vendors want, 
and what, what makes them happy. We kind of understand, you know, we've been to Rose Bowls, we've been to Melrose, we've been to Sneaker Cons um, or Dunk Exchanges, like as attendees. So we kind of understand like, like what makes it cool for attendees and what makes people just coming to, to be there for the day in the shop. And so I think that's one of the reasons that it kind of does have this good vibe because yeah. we, we've been there and we just know what, what people want kind of. That's rad, man. I got to ask you about uh, something that happened in Denver. So mm -hmm. I listened to a podcast, 1980-something co. I forget who he was talking to, but the, one of the guys that got the, the dead stock score at the bins. Dude, it was Dave. Dave it was, beats World. Oh, that was Dave. That's yeah. Dave. That's oh, so you were like Christmas party. Yeah, so you're fucking. You're right. In, were you involved in all that mayhem? Dude, yeah. So I, he called me. He's at the bins. I wasn't even there. I wasn't there for the week or whatever. Calls me. It's like freaking out. <laughs> freaking out. I thought something was wrong because he's like out of breath. Like, dude, dude. And I'm like. <laughs> fucking slow down and he's like you got to come down here right now i'm at the bins you got to come down here right now craziest fucking day ever so much dead stock shit it's still rolling out like you got to get down here i need help i can't i don't even have enough hands there's like a couple other kids down here but we got to get this shit and so i'm like all right i live five to ten minutes from the bins so i get in my car drive over there and yeah man sure enough it's like it was absolutely insane like he already i get there he already has a shopping cart just full of just this all these white dead stock tees he's like start looking through those piling them out putting the same ones so i just started looking through the shopping cart like just i mean mc hammer tees like boys in the hood tees all these old like uh, you know the histor the hbcu like the historical black college tees like yeah um Dude, like, oh, like bootleg barks. Like, there was like four or five different styles of bootleg barks that were rolling out. Uh, it was just nuts. And so, yeah, I mean, we we sat there for about an hour, two hours till the bins closed, and they just like kept showing up, and there would just be stacks of them. You, you'd kind of, you know, they they do a change, it would come out, and at this point, there's four or five of us there, and. We were making such commotion about it that all the Mexican ladies started to be like, oh, we, we want them too. <laughs> so, so like, yeah, like every time they would roll out and we would see a stack of just white tees, everyone would be crowding around that booth and shit. And, but there was so many, there was so many coming out that, dude, like there was enough to go around. You know, I think, I think we ended up getting like 60 to 70 pounds that first day. Um, and other yeah. vendors and then what's right? crazy is that it kept coming out and it kept it kept coming out on the racks right and then he was talking about the thrift stores were like limiting people for like buying it at the, off the racks and then people yeah, were lining so that's, up and so that's actually what first happened is Dave got a random call and we think it was someone who had like either been at the shop to buy, like to sell with us before or whatever but i remember he gets a call from a number and this guy that he doesn't know but he's like, hey, you know, I know you guys have the shop. I've seen you digging before. I'm at this. He, it was at the rack. This this uh, this Goodwill that was kind of near the bins. And he's like, there's a bunch of church down here. I just think you'll want to come see this. I think you want to get down here. And so Dave went to that. And then yeah, initially he found I think like 20 or 30 shirts at the racks, and he just you know buys all of them. He, Dave was the first one to really like come up on it, so he buys all of them. And then he kind of starts chatting up the Goodwill people. And so what had happened was 
there was a store called Just for Feet. I don't know if it was a, it was like a kind of a chain store, and it was in Colorado. I don't know if it was on other states ever, but it was called Just for Feet. It was kind of like an athletic store and like things like that. Like I used to buy basketball shoes there and everything, like Iversons and stuff like that. But so they also had tees and things of that nature. And so a Just for Feet went out for went out of business probably 10, 15, 20 years ago, and some guy buys a warehouse in Denver, this is, you know, last year recently, buys this warehouse and it has all this stock from a Just for Feet in it. He doesn't want any of it and he just takes it all to a fucking Goodwill and it was all this dead stock shit that had just been sitting for 15 or 20 years. And so he took it to this Goodwill um, in Denver and donated all of it, from, like offloaded like a truck like full. Yeah. And then they just, uh, yeah, they distributed it. Um, and so they gave X amount to this bins, X amount to Platt, set some to the racks and just kind of like, you know, spread it out. And so, yeah, for, for three weeks, maybe a month, maybe this shit was rolling out. And it was funny because the, the employees at the bins like caught on. So they like knew and they knew all the shit was in the back. So they were like having fun with it, man. They were, they were, they would roll out a bin that was just in stock shirt just to like see what would happen. Like it was, I, I promise you there would be 50 or like 50 pounds in the bin and it was just all dead stock shit. Damn. And then they would like hide it and then they would like some days like heat, like the, there would be dudes back there like the, the Goodwill employees like, y'all want some, y'all want some shit today? Like some of the, the homies back there, like they like, like knew what they had. It was, it was crazy, man. So yeah, I mean, but that was cool. It was cool, but it was awful then because then everyone had this shit and we all had the same stuff. So selling it was atrocious because we all had it then on our Ebays, all had it on our channels and eBay messages, eBay people would be like, oh, well, this dude said he'd give it to me for 20 and this dude said he'd do it for 15 and there yeah. was all this stuff that like used to be worth more and double what people were getting it off for, but everyone had it. So it just kind of like, kind of fucked the market up for a sec too. Yeah, I imagine. I mean, that sucks when that happens in a way. It's like, it would have been better if some one person got it and just leaked it out. Right, exactly And it right. could have been like control the market on it you know but and we've actually still held on to some of that i know dave has a, a good handful of his i've held on to pieces just for that exact reason just to like you know until it down, goes down. Oh. yeah yeah we i think got some of that stuff from somebody i forget who jesse did a deal mm -hmm. probably got like fifth oh i think i got it from zach yeah from generation cool arizona okay. and he got it from one of you guys out there or somebody out in colorado but I ended up flipping it like same day to dudes from Japan because they probably at the Rose Bowl they wouldn't have been on everyone's Instagram seeing it, so right, right. they were like, "Oh, this is fucking, this is lit." So I tagged, I remember I tagged Sean in a post like, "Oh, because he was like definitely heavy on his like white tea thing at the time too." He was like putting all the white teas in the Melrose store and everything, and yeah, yeah, he had me like how much for all of them. And I remember it was like before ThriftCon was tight too. And I was like, free, if you come talk to ThriftCon, I got left on red. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. He actually hit me up the other day though, like about the LA one. Like, yo, what's up? Like, let's like, if, if we can help, like, cause you know, like Sean's gotten to this huge point, this, this pinnacle of like, you know, Dude, he, hit a, he hit a million followers. That's crazy, bro. So yeah, like I didn't even think he, ThriftCon was on his fucking little ThriftCon was on his radar. So I like, we tried to hit up like, you know, um, Adam, like Feynman, and I hit. I, I know Raj um, that yeah. works at the uh, the vintage shop, and so I tried to like hit them up to maybe get round two involved. But like, 
Sean hit us up like, oh, why didn't you hit us up? I was like, dude, I didn't fucking, I didn't think you hit us back. Like, what do you mean? Um, Speaking of that, um, I told you this, but I'll announce it on the podcast that we're doing a pop-up that same weekend. So Frankie is popping up in round two merch store on Melrose Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the same weekend ThriftCon is in LA. So that should be sweet. I'm going to piggyback off your... Your influx Dude, of traffic. Let us know if we do. Like, I'll, we'll fucking, we can try and, you know, I mean, obviously you guys have a bigger following than we do, but we can help promote as well. Yeah, um, and it's vice versa, it man. I'm stoked. Yeah. I mean, basically the reason that we're doing this podcast is to hopefully, like, get a little more people involved and get people down to the event because it's just, I'm sure. fucking stoked to check it out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm actually, likewise, I'm stoked to, to come through and see your guys thing as well it yeah. should be very cool man it should be yeah cool. sh- those guys like yeah they are they are on a they are on a level now sean it's crazy that he hit a million followers it's super insane oh, it's he's probably cool. the first thrifter in the world ever to get to that place obviously he's way beyond just a thrifter at this point but um yeah. i think like they obviously they obviously are like in the scene just as much as anyone and they see everything that's going on so like you're definitely on their radar of course you know um anyway back to it back to it (laughs) sorry about that um yeah speaking of that i'm gonna get i have uh chris wants to do a podcast with me of round two i think chris needs more respect luke needs more respect sean gets all the love over there what the fuck I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, no, Luke, uh, all those guys. So I actually, man, right when they had made the move to L.A., because we, we used to play the round two show in our shop, on our, like, TV in the shop, and, like, we we had watched them do all that. Like, this is, you know, we watched the show go from Virginia to L.A. and all that, so definitely big props to those guys and, like, what they've done and built it up. But, yeah, like, when they had first moved out there, we were out there and I'm walking around um, Grand Central Market and see Luke and Chris and like Jay Boozy, Justin, and I just like had, you know, I just noticed them from the show. So I went up, hollered at them and said, what's up? And definitely, dude, those are good guys. I've, def- I've kind of like randomly stayed in touch with Luke on like Instagram and shit like that. And those, those are good dudes, man. They, des- they deserve all the love as well. Yeah, they're super rad dudes, man. They've always been super good to us. Uh, it's rad. We're doing the pop up there, um, yeah. And I'm 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 happy and I'm I'm proud of what they've done. It's crazy, man. So crazy. Yeah. Stores in I think you know how many different cities now? Four or five different cities. Yeah, it's fucking wild. I I can't even imagine. Like I get stressed out with how much stores I have, man. I'm not even anywhere near that. <laughs> Dude, it's fucked, huh? Yeah. I really yeah. I don't know how that 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 must be intense. Okay, so back to good- uh, ThriftCon for a sec. So talk us through like some of the, obviously we know what it is. It's, you know, there's people with booths selling thrift clothing, selling vintage heat, selling hype stuff. Um, But like besides that, like is there other things you guys are doing? Like you guys having speakers? Are you guys having little like side things happening at the event? Yeah. So I don't know if we were going to have, we're like, we're just like still figuring out the we are having people either talk or being interviewed like for like live like tapings. So I don't know if we're necessarily going to have like panels. So where we're trying to gather a crowd. Cause I've just, I've seen that at like a few like recent cons and it's just always kind of like has a little bit of awkwardness to it. And 
just I, I don't love it honestly like the panel thing so I'm trying to figure out how to do that but do it in a, a more like creative like interesting way that just cool. maybe like either captivates people a little bit more or it's just more for online content and it doesn't like we're not trying to force people to sit there and watch these guys talk um we are also doing like customization stations so like there's like place where you'll be able to screen print and do some like vinyl stuff um where you can like actually like if you purchase clothes like because i know like the upcycle thing is huge right now um and so like if you purchase clothes uh, at thriftcon we'll have like a little area where you can come and we'll have some some different graphics laid out for vinyl and for screen press and then we'll have like art supplies like paint pens and things like that so you can do whatever you want with your clothes um we have Depop on as a partner, which is kind of cool. We just kind of brought them on as of uh, the last like week or two. I mean, we've been talking for a while, but it just got finalized the last week or two. Um, so they're bringing out some featured vendors. They'll be doing some giveaways and some raffles um, and be giving some money away to use to shop at ThriftCon. Um, we're doing like a kickoff party with them, I think, Friday. Just I think it might just be a vendor's thing, though. At their store? Or um, and then... Where's the party? Yeah, at their little LA. Sweet. Huh? So the store, the, the party's Sorry, at the shop, right? for a sec. Are we good or no? Say it one more time. He like, yeah, we're good now. <laughs> the party's at their shop, right? Yeah, so like we're doing like a little kickoff party. It'll be like for vendors, like invite only for vendors and plus ones and like homies and stuff. We have like a small list for homies and everything. So we're going to ex- extend some invites out. But so we'll have like... That'll be Friday from like six to eight or six to nine. Um, yeah, we have our homies, world famous hot boys that run this awesome fried chicken restaurant. They'll probably be in the building, I think, Sick. serving up um, some food Sick. that night. Uh, and then, really, like we have um, like a, a, a couple cool art installations that'll be going on, like this awesome like fire, like old like TV installation that our boy Burke Visual is gonna do. And then he's bringing some people with him as well. Um, to do some other stuff so we have some other things going on for sure and, and like as we've grown because like you know like I said it's only been a year that is one of the main focuses for us is making it more of an event more of a, uh, more of a convention because more like a comic con where you know it comic con encompasses everything that is in the comic culture the subculture world it's not just comics and booths so same thing with thrift con and the the vintage clothing we wanted to encompass everything that's kind of like within that vintage world yeah rather than just walking yeah. around and shopping like you would do at a rose bowl or something like that comic con has got crazy hasn't it like now it's wow it, it encompasses like the whole all of hollywood now and you get like serious movie stars yeah. going out there and like it's just, like some of the biggest industry parties are at Comic Con. Like I've never been pop personally, cool. but I've I've heard stories, man. Yeah, it is. It's it's literally just pop culture con now. You know what yeah. I mean? Honestly, it really is. That's wild. Man. Yeah. So what about like um, yeah. crazy crazy moments that you've had at some of the other events? Like, has there been like some standout moments? Like maybe certain people that came through, or like um, I don't know any wild shit gone down out of the ordinary no wild shit's gone down thank god like i don't <laughs> pray no like too wild shit goes down that we have to deal with or anything like that especially in la but no man i mean it's just been good vibes like every single time it's like the best day ever like everyone's so stoked vendors are so stoked like coming in and setting up everyone's pumped and then like once doors open like the early birds is always 
it's always like people, most vendors, man, are usually already made there. I mean, I know how Roseboat goes too. Like first, first hour or two, like before like regular doors even open, most vendors have already made their money back, whether it's selling to other vendors or selling to, to the early bird tickets. Um, we've had some really cool, some really cool Japanese uh, buyers come through and clean some people out. Nice. Um, we, so like, you know, like that's been cool, but I feel like LA is really where some of that shit's gonna go down, man. Cause you know, Denver, Denver's a smaller market, sleepy little spot. And so yeah, yeah. it's really just for us, the event itself is like the big thing that's happening. Like just the, the fact that that many people came out to the last one and the buzz and the energy, it was just fucking, it was nuts. You know, we had like four different news, news outlets, like every news outlet in Denver came and fucking came out and put us on the news. And so like that shit was like really cool. Um, but I really feel like those type of moments are going to be going to be coming in the bigger cities like LA and New York and Miami and shit like, you know, rolling yeah, loud. So what's, what's, what's your guys is, big ticket goals here like where do you want to see this go eventually um i mean get to 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 keep scaling for sure but to, like you said to try to do it in the same way try not to do it too fast not like overextend ourselves and be like oh we're gonna be like complex con like next year like because it's just not not gonna happen like that and so i feel like next year we're hoping to hit like six to seven cities is like what we kind of have in our mind maybe like realistically probably in the four to six range but we're trying to get up closer to six but so i mean we have we want to do new york we want to do miami we want to do somewhere in texas we want to do like a chicago maybe like a, a canada like a toronto or something like that um you know you know what well i mean okay just for canada side note toronto obviously is sick montreal is good too canada, yeah, yeah. <laughs> montreal is a great town if you ever want to do it okay um apparently the the vintage scene out there is like there there's not a lot of stores and stuff so when people do pop up like everyone does really well because they're, they're they want it but there's not a lot of options but toronto or montreal for sure and so yeah figuring out um just how to you know making connections in each of those cities but then also kind of figuring out if we can bring some vendors along with us to some of those because some of our vendors have, have expressed you know they would be in, into traveling or going to multiple cities and events kind of like some of the sneaker con people do yeah so it's really it, honestly man <laughs> we we fucking are just figuring this shit out every single day you know yeah, like man. we're figuring that's it out as we go it. like <laughs> yeah you know, like we fucking get out we there some, yeah. trial and error make sure yeah happen. absolutely that's exactly right. That's exactly right. We're just, so, you know, like, well, that would be a cool see, city. Let's try it over there. Do you see yourself, like, eventually trying to build this into something that you could sell? Or would you want to, like, have you ever thought about that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that is possible. That is, like, a possibility. I don't know if I see myself throwing a vintage convention for the next 30 or 40 years. So I feel like there's other aspirations and just things I want to do. I'm, like, my mind jumps from ideas like you know one idea to the next like all the fucking time um you know i think it, that that's definitely like a possibility down the road yeah um but we something was awesome i'd say it was more of like a a love project we had a great following in denver you know we were able to keep the store for five years until we transitioned to this um and it made money but it never made a killing but thriftcon has been the first thing that's been like very like actually like lucrative for us um so you know again figuring that out the best part about it is you've this is big and i think this is 
where my mind goes a lot of time, it's like figuring out avenues that you can be in this business without just buying and selling a t-shirt. Right, right. You know right, what absolutely. I mean? Like people don't, un- it's kind of a weird thing to gra- wrap your head around. Like you've now created a convention where people get to buy and sell t-shirts, but you're making the money on helping them buy and sell t-shirts. You know, right. there's lots of ways to be involved in this business without directly thrifting and selling tees. So I think mm-hmm. it's so cool that you guys have figured out your hustle um, in that way, man. Like it's, it's inspiring. It's, it's rad. That's definitely something to like, something to speak to too, because I feel like everybody, there's so many people that want to be involved in the streetwear world and the vintage world and shit, but they all think they need a brand. They all think they need this popping brand and rappers got to be wearing it and shit, but that's really hard to do. So yeah, I mean, finding, trying to find just little niches and places that like just, just, solving problems that are in the thrift world that no one's thinking that need to be solved or in the streetwear world or whatever that that's like the way to go about it right now totally and i think there's lots of opportunities like within like technology like you know mm-hmm. sure we got Dude, Depop, sure, sure we got ebay but there's like this shit ain't over man there's like so many other things that could be created to help us in this business obviously things like you're doing like content creation like we're doing right now like there's so many things you could do to be involved um, and it's fun, man. Like I do this because I enjoy it. I like talking to people, meeting people. Like we probably wouldn't have been sitting here chatting if I didn't fuck with this podcast, right? So yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of opportunity too, you know what I mean? Like it's, this shit is growing so fast and it's not going away right now and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And so, I mean, there's there's opportunity for so many people to, to have a piece and have a place in it. You know, so I mean, yeah, I agree for sure. And there's something back back to um, goals for a second. Uh, I think, you know, I mean, you guys, obviously, you guys are crushing it. You're way far away from selling your business or whatever you're going to do. But I just think it it is important to sort of sit down with your partners. You know, me and Jesse talk about it. Like, what's our goals for Frankie? What's our goals for Efforts and Frank? What's our exit strategy down the road? And I think a lot of kids who are in this, a lot of the, this business is run by young kids, of course, right? It's like 20-somethings who are out thrifting. And, and a lot of these kids are making great money, like these 20-something-year-olds crushing it, selling fucking used yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. So I'm giving out the challenge of like start to think about your goals, people. Start to think about what what where you want to be in 10 years. Like how is this vintage game going to get you to where you want to be? Because I've said this before, but you're not going to get rich probably by just selling vintage T-shirts. It's like you got to start right. to invest your money. You got to build some business that you can sell off, um, or just yeah, just start salting away money or whatever it's going to be. But at least have a goal in mind so you can work towards something without just spinning wheels all the time. So it's good to think about the goals. Yeah, absolutely, man. I was just listening to. I was kind of re-going through some of Jeff Staples' podcast, The Business of Hype, some of the older ones, <clears throat> like re-listening to some of those that I'd listened to a while ago when he, when he started it, and the one with Aaron Levant, the guy who started ComplexCon, um, and like Agenda and all that. He, um, sorry, he um, made a point that I was like, damn, like he basically said he kind of believes that you have like three phases or like chapters of your career life and your work life and he's like uh, basically like 
I think he was said he was phasing out of his because he just this was right when he was stepping away from agenda and basically stepping away from complex con and just was going to be a consultant and everything. And so he was saying he was just closing the the first chapter of his like work career going into the second one, but already was like forming the ideas like it was basically like I used agenda and sold agenda and used complex con to get to this second one to set up. Uh, the second chapter of my work career, he wouldn't reveal what it was, but then he was like to set up um, the, the groundwork for this third chapter that I basically, like he's like wanting to do like tons of environmental work. He was basically talking about he needs hundred, hundreds of millions of dollars to get to this third chapter. And he understands that. And they, he's using these other like things like complex con and agenda, which, you know, for me, I'm like, that would, that would have been the pinnacle of my fucking work career. I started agenda and complex con, you know what I mean? Like that's like big money would have been the pinnacle. But for him, these, these huge money makers were just like, he was already like seeing those giant things as just a tool or a vehicle to get to his like end point that he knew he wanted to get to. And that was, I was like, dude, I, I, that's thinking so far down the road and like, but it's amazing and, and completely yeah. necessary, you know, big um, time. And that's, that's yeah. rad. I got to listen to that, man. Yeah, that was a good one. This was I, a good one. And I didn't think about it when I was younger much at all. I'm thinking about it a lot now because I'm 39. I'm almost 40. You know, I'm like, I don't know where I am exactly. I never thought about my career and like the stages, but uh, right. I definitely <laughs> think more about an endgame now than I ever have, right? And I kind of wish I did earlier. So part of what I want to be preaching to the younger generation is like, you know, you can retire young if you plan young. If you plan it out young, you can be fucking set up with money. You can be done like sitting on a beach when you're fucking 35, you know, if you do it right. Yeah. So like a little bit of planning when you're young and early and um, it goes a long way. So that's true. I feel that shit. How old are you? Uh, 28. 28, man. That's my lucky number, by the way. That right? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so funny. I talked about this with somebody else, but 28 is like always would. Well, it's my birthday. I'm August 28th, and then it would always be jersey numbers, like for hockey or for snowboarding or whatever. I got a jersey issued. It would just randomly be 28. And then, like my last three houses I've lived in, the numbers of the houses have added up to 28. That's wild. Which is fucked because that's wild. Because it like a conspiracy theory. Yeah, my wife. I, I don't even know. Honestly, shit. My wife's really into the numbers, so she'll she like brought that to my attention, and she kind of looks at the numbers more. So I was like, that's, that's fucking funny. crazy. That's funny. All right, man. Um, who do you want to give thanks to? Shout out your partners for one thing. Yes, both my partners, David. David underscore meets world. Um, partner with Station. Partner with Thrivecon. Crush is that he does a lot of the design work, graphic design stuff, social media stuff. Um, shout out to Ken, partner Ken. His is mom calls Kenneth on Instagram. Mom calls me Kenneth is what his Instagram is. <laughs> um, yeah, he is, like I said, he's crushing um, all of, like our marketing campaigns and like behind the scenes work, budgeting stuff, ASO operations stuff. Um, shout out the shop, station, station underscore co on Instagram. That's our brand. Like I said, we don't have the shop at the moment, but we're still doing pop-ups. That's kind of what led into all of this stuff. Um, and then just shout out to all the vendors, everyone who's came through at ThriftCon, everyone who's interested or might be coming to ThriftCon LA. We appreciate the shit out of it. Honestly, like I said, for us, it's yeah. every single time we do it, it is like our favorite day ever. We are, I'm like, I, I, I'm more happy 
like the the hours after thriftcon that i think i ever fucking am we're just like so stoked it's like the best energy so i mean i really do we appreciate everyone that comes through all the vendors that that make it such a great event and bring all the cool shit out so everyone's stoked like can't thank them enough honestly nice so give us the full rundown of complex con la where do you get tickets what are the dates um any sure. other info Thriftcon LA, you said Complex Con. <laughs> oh, I did. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Thrift, Thriftcon LA. Fuck Complex Con. Uh, Thriftcon right. LA. Give us the details. Uh, <laughs> so Thriftcon LA, um, you can go to our website, and it basically has all the links that you need. So Thriftcon.co, not .com, .co. So Thriftcon.co. There's the ticket link on there, which takes you to Eventbrite. Um, you can find our tickets on Eventbrite as well. Just search Thriftcon LA. But if you just Google Thriftcon LA, the ticket link comes up, the Facebook link comes up, our website will come up, and you we are still accepting vendors as well through December 1st, unless we sell out of spaces before then because they're starting to move quick. Um, but so if you want to be a vendor, if you got cool shit, if you got cool stuff, guy stuff, girl stuff, I mean, we I'm have- I'm sure a, a, you guys probably have a lack of girls, so like, probably a big opportunity for people. Is, ThriftCon is the first thing that we've ever done that girls come to. It is, we were blown away the first time. Like. It's about a 60-40 mix. Like we actually have a huge girls attendance and so we just have a lack of girls vendors. That's like what we, I mean, we, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like the girls are out for like we get attendance and then usually have like 80-20 as far as like like only 20% of our vendors are for female, which is good and a bad thing. Like they're usually stoked because they get shot. Yeah. Just a ton. Because there's a bunch of girls, but like not as many female vendors. So the female vendors usually crush it and do like very well. But we're, that's definitely like for us moving forward, like just getting a better scope of things, like adding older eras, um, things like that, adding like getting more female stuff is, is, is a focus for us for sure. But. But yeah, man, we need we need all the girls. I'm gonna hit up. I know a few girls from LA, like who sell at the bowl that I, I'll hit up and tell them to contact you. They will, man. They 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 crush it. Like I said, just because there's not as many of them, and there's so many girls out there shopping, so like they always do well. Yeah, so rad. Okay, so we're gonna catch up in LA. We're gonna go for dinner and hang out. You what? What yes, day? Sir. What day do you guys get there? Do you know yet? So we get there. I mean, we're, we're, we're driving out and we're driving out early just to be out there and make – we're going to go to Rose Bowl the week before. We're going to go to SneakerCon because that's the week before as well and we're just going to talk to some people and hand out flyers and put shit on people's cars to piss them off and do all that. <laughs> so okay, we'll be out sick. there I think, either the 6th or the 7th. Oh, damn. So you're there the whole week. I'm there the whole week too, man. So that should be sick. We'll hang out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you for coming on. Thank you yeah. for doing ThriftCon. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, thanks, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Sorry I haven't done a lot of episodes lately, but I'm going to be doing more. I appreciate you guys for listening uh, more than anything. So subscribe to the podcast and see you on the next one. Thanks, man.